In this episode of the Talking Minds podcast, I'm going to be speaking to Abby of Natal Wellness, and we're going to be talking about all things to do with natal wellness and giving you some top tips if you're a mum, if you are a partner, somebody who's maybe a little bit anxious or doesn't know how to take back control of their pregnancy. So enjoy the podcast and let us know what you think. My name is Marcus Matthews, clinical hypnotherapist and transformation coach. Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. You know, I believe that everyone should live a fulfilled and happy life. But did you know the answers that you seek are not on the outside of you, but inside of you? So let me invite you to join me and my guests to find out more about how their journeys led them to living the life they never knew was possible. It's time to start Talking Minds. Welcome everybody to the Talking Minds podcast. Now this is a strange one for me. Um, we're going to be talking about natal wellness with Abby Hickenbottom. I said it. I got your name right. You did. Probably didn't sound that good when I said it, but yeah, it's Abby. Anyway, Abby's here. Um, and I connected to Abby through X-Forces. Your husband's a um, typhoon pilot. You're over in Lincolnshire. Um, but in April, so April 2023, is, um, I think it's National Caesarean Month or something yeah. like that. Um, and I thought it'd be really interesting to get you on because when, only because when I'm from Shrewsbury, near Shrewsbury, and I know when my kids were born, both had ideal, but I say ideal deliveries. Interestingly, when Alex was born, um, I was pretty sure that Michelle was about to give birth. And they're like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I was like, I'm there's just something telling me that he's coming. And I just I kind of looked down the other end and I could see Michelle was crowning. And I was like, again, uh, I'm no midwife, pretty, pretty sure. And they were like, oh my God, we need to go. So I think this is a really important podcast, not just for women, but also for men. Because, because when something like that hits the media, it can be sensationalized and every midwife across the country is i'm an ex-copper so we've got the stuff in the mat at the moment so every single person in every police officer now is this this that and the other and unfortunately the media um you know over dramatize things and things can go wrong right but that's where you're passionate about what you do so i'm gonna shut up now and i'm just gonna <laughs> ask you a question okay so for everybody who's listening to this what what is natal wellness and why are you so passionate about it because i know you are because we've spoken before so why are you so <laughs> passionate about this and kind of empowering women and families around this particular subject so um as you said i am a military spouse um that you know makes it quite difficult to be doing long shifts as a midwife um i have two small children so you know i've been there i've done that um and it's hard to it's hard to push my career forward as a midwife because of the hours, the timings. My husband's never here, so all of those things um, just all add up. 
so I decided that what I really want to do is looking through, you know, all the um, social media at the minute, all the everything that's out there in the news, the NHS. You know, I just want I just want to provide a place where women and their families and the members of the general public can just come along and feel supported. They can feel that they can gain information that they deserve in a calm purpose-built building um, you know provided to them with providing them with you know everything everything that they would need antenatal lessons postnatal lessons but you know facts about the birth but most importantly like you said it's not just about the women and their babies it's also about you know the extended family and that comes in with dads with men I want to offer you know dads the place to come so that I can prepare them help them to understand what's about to happen and how they how, what they can do to help I think a lot of men as from being a midwife what I witness is that a lot of men they struggle to see their partners in pain which is so rightfully so like nobody wants to see their partner in pain but I think when you ex explain to them that you know this is actually we, we, you know midwives get very excited when those pains increase and when those uh, contractions get stronger because it means things are moving on so it's for us we view that as something really positive whereas for men you know they struggle with that and they they or equally when they when the, everything goes a little bit backwards or wrong and you know mum has to go to theatre for her section um dad's panic because they don't understand what's going to happen next. And I think that a lot of this panic for both mum and dad could be avoided with just the basics of information provided to them. So I just feel like it's really important that people are given this information prior to having their babies so that they can prepare the way that they want to. No births are the same. No two births are the same. It's completely different every time. And, I, and, you know, preparing these parents for all different types of scenarios, not just, you know, the classic mum labours, mum delivers, mum and baby, mum and dad have a baby. It's more about all the things that could happen that you can prepare yourself for so that you know that what's happening is happening for a reason. And you know that the NHS midwives that are helping you, they've got you, that you're safe. Yeah. Because I think that's really important because even though there's so much information out there and news out there about how the midwives and the NHS are, are you know, struggling and, you know, it's, it's, it's rough on the ground. What actually that means to me is the midwives that are still there, they're there because they want to be. They're there because they're good at their jobs. And I think women initially and, and families go in with a lot of distrust for these midwives who are so low on the ground thinking you know or they've heard and read all sorts of things in in the news so that's what I kind of want to change I want them to know that why they're doing these things is for a reason it's because they're very good at their jobs and that you can trust them like they're there to help you and, and they're there to look after you can I ask a question yeah because I agree with you and as an ex as a former police officer myself mm. when you it's interesting. I, I know it's the same for paramedics. I know it's probably the same for nurses. When everything's going chaotic, when you're mm. in that scenario, in most cases, 
everything slows down and the training kicks in, doesn't it? It's, it yeah. and, and, I, and when people aren't in that, and I, so if I put a bit of the rules of the mind into this, is that we we don't like the familiar, so the mind doesn't like the familiar. And to gain trust, we need connection. So I was just I was just thinking there that how could what what tip could you be could you give to empower mums, dads, whoever to create that connection because that they are very busy, things are happening, you know, certainly on your on, on the ward before you would go in, they're looking after multiple people. What tips could you give in, in regards to that empowerment and having that communication and getting to know the midwives are on the on the ward? Because you might know your your midwife that comes out to you that, that, that takes you through and gets the magic tape measure out and tells you how big the baby is and all your that. Antenatal midwife. Yeah, your, yeah, your antenatal midwife. <laughs> but 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 obviously once you go into hospital, if you if you are going to have a hospital, and I think that's another thing, isn't it? You don't have to go to a hospital. There's various yeah. different methods that you can use. But how do you build that trust? What's a, what's a way from a midwife point of view? What would it be that you would like to hear from from dads, moms, whoever's there supporting so that you can build that connection? What is the things that you want to know? Because they'll have their agenda in regards mm -hmm. to I want to know this, I want to know that. And you're like, just calm down, just follow the mm -hmm. process and all the rest of it. Yeah. But is there anything that, that, that can empower people to gain that trust? when they go into that situation so they can feel safe i think when you when you go into hospital naturally um you know your your body goes into fight or flight it's something that we we're, we're all born with um and that interrupts our hormones so what actually happens when a lot of women present in labor at hospital is that things seem to slow down um and that's our body's giving us the safety mechanism so that, you know, we can escape and get somewhere safe so that we can deliver our children in, in a safe environment. And that's, that always happens and it happens a lot. Um, I think when you go into your hospital, I think that, you know, the primarily you need to focus on yourself. I think that midwife that comes into you, she, she will do that job. She will make you trust her. She will tell you her name. She will hold your hand. Like we're, 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 a midwife means with woman. It means that we're there for you and your partner. Um, any questions you have, we will answer. They will answer. Um, I know they will, I, because that's why they're there. That's why they're still there. Um, I think, you know, asking questions is very good. Like don't, don't, if there's something, obviously midwives do this every day. So if there's something that's happening that you're unsure of, don't hold that in because that will that will help that work that won't help the fear that won't help with the connection with safety so ask it's like there's no questions that are silly there are no silly questions just keep asking and even if you've asked it once before just keep asking like it doesn't matter we're there for you mm. um and I, and I and I truly believe that the midwives on the wards will accept that and I but, think this is what you're doing is so important because I know when I can only go from my own experience as a man when I went in it, when I went to the, um, you know, the antenatal classes and all the rest mm. of it. I remember I fell asleep at one point. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll I, be honest, I went to the local one at the local hospital because mm -hmm. that's one we went to. They don't do them anymore. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure they probably don't. But when yeah. I, I did, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't like it. I yeah. didn't like it. I found it a little bit too 
patronizing. It was kind okay. of, hello, mums, and all that stuff. Like, I'm a grown ass professional, and you speak to me like <laughs> a human being. I'm not a child. Um, and, and I think that's another thing, isn't it? It's about, you know, services have been cut. So the services that you're providing now are really, really important. And one of the things that I wanted to kind of go into is the why we do certain things or why you do certain things. Because I now know from the work that I do that I remember when Michelle, on both occasions, they go, just breathe, okay? But you never know why you're breathing. Now, I know why you're breathing because when you breathe deeply, you cannot produce cortisol and you create dopamine, you create serotonin you all create the all hormones. of the, all of the loving hormones that actually are now starting to get you to connect with that experience um and i know that when i was i i, I was breathing with her mm-hmm. and and i think that's a top i don't know if that's a tip that you kind of would would give but that's one of the things that i thought you're part of that process because i think mm-hmm. men are just like stood there going oh, it might not be men it, it could be another part partners. Of, we, we, yeah partners. partners yeah um but being part of that and maybe having a plan of discussing that beforehand. I mean, is that the kind of thing that you'll do as well to say, this is because my wife, for example, we had the radio on. I remember listening to something and and she she said, she was talking for a friend, whatever you do, don't swear because they'll think you're common, even though she wanted to swear. Um, And, and so, and so. And let's just say that is not true. You swear. No, no, I know. I know. I know. know. (laughs) But my point is, is that, communication between you know mum and partner is really really important isn't it and it's part of what you do kind of planning to that so everybody knows what their role is so you're not going in there blind yeah so I think you know running the daddy partner classes that I want to do um this will massively help this situation because like I said a lot of a lot of partners are um at a loss at what's happening so, you know, in those classes, I would, I, I, I'd like to point out jobs that they can do, points that they're going to have to face. You know, what their job is, they can ask the questions because their partner might not be able to. Or, um, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't like the, the word plan because I find that women like to plan their labour. But you can't plan for something that you don't know how it's going to happen if you've never you know even if you've had six babies before they're never net two are never the same isn't that such an amazing takeaway because me as a man so just looking at it from a man's point of view that logical masculine brain where you want an order of things this will work it's yes. like putting a, an excel spreadsheet together um it doesn't work like that because the divine feminine is all about emotion it's all about connection it's not creativity it's not it's not about putting things in in boxes right so yeah. so how would you what what phraseology would you use instead preferences. of well, preferences preferences so you're so, more flexible yeah and and you know i in my classes i would like to um create preferences for all different types of situations and also um the safety element of all your uh, preferences so for example you know you might um it's your first baby you're really low risk you know you're going for a normal delivery beautiful um so you've entered your, the hospital you know things are going really well and then um we've discovered um meconium for instance that's where the baby's um bowels have released before okay. that so that's quite dangerous yeah. depending on the severity of it um that means that that woman then needs to be transferred she needs to go up to the high risk unit 
and depending on the severity of that would mm-hmm. happen what would happen next would be a, a, a it could be a, a number of things so you can't plan for things like yeah. that you are not in control of how your baby behaves in labor and this is a big point that i would love all women to know that whatever happens in your labor and in your pregnancies you are not in control of how they behave and that's massive and as soon as women realize that the guilt that they've done something wrong is gone and then they can focus on how to fix it which is what we look for yeah i I think i was gonna say i think it's also important if we were to take the hospital scenario out of this and we go back to kind of tribes it's very rare i would have thought that women would have given birth on their own they would have had i think think some cultures called donors don't they but the whole of the tribe all of the women would have come around and they would support and they'd all have little jobs so actually the scenario that you see that is in a very clinical setting it's been going on for millions and millions and millions and millions of years it's just that we're just not wearing loincloths and out in the bush anymore a great great article that i would encourage anybody to read is out of the dark room and into the lab so it sounds bizarre but you should all read it it's fascinating and it's about cats and it's all about how cats deliver beautifully um in a cardboard box under the bed in a pitch black in the middle of the night you know wake up and there's six new kittens and they're all thriving um so scientists took these cats and put them in to veterinary centers to monitor and and study how these cats delivered because they were so good at it and why were they so good at it and yet you know humans were struggling Mm. um and what they saw was the cats started to be distressed they started Mm. having poor labors they started you know needing uh medical intervention they started you know losing kittens um and then eventually the scientists that were studying why cats were so good at delivering, they had all moved on or, you know, you know, got, got older and passed away. And the generation behind were just left with that cats don't deliver well and they have to go to the vets because they don't deliver well. Mm. And that is so powerful because women have been delivering babies yeah. since forever. And I think we forgot that as humans, that yeah. we're part of an evolutionary species. This is normal. And and I talk a lot about this with anxiety is that, and, and you know, a lot of people, men, women, anybody who's going through that big change, especially it's the first time. And obviously, like you said, you know, if something happens inside that you've got no control over, then anxiety will kick in. But we, we see anxiety, we see fear as, as something that is really bad and it's not all it is it's it's just part of us it's our guardian it's our bouncer on the door it's it's the one that's there that's checking in and it's going oh what's going what's going wrong and being able to have that dialogue with yourself to go these people are professionals they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. i'm perfectly safe i'm perfectly at ease i might not have control over the situation but i trust because millions and millions of people go through this across Mm -hmm. the world you know and have done for millions and millions of years i'm not special you know and yes things probably can go wrong yeah however 
However, I, I think the statistic, as I said on the NHS, around C-sections, one in four people have C-sections. Okay, mm -hmm. so what I read that as 75% of people have a perfectly fine natural birth. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the, but if I was to read that, I'd go 75% yeah. of that. Now, that's still a good statistic, but I'd probably say it's probably higher than that. I'm not going to go down the statistics route because I, yeah. I don't think it, but my point is, is that we only ever hear about the bad stuff. And the reason for that is, is because our mind is primed from the, when we were cavemen and women to look for danger. But the fact is, the danger really isn't there. Yes, of course there is risk. Yes, there's danger everywhere. You know, if you had that mindset around everything, you never go out of your house, right? Um, but my, my point is, is that this is why what you do, bringing that back to it, is so important because that familiarity of going through those scenarios, understanding it, not being... The thing that you said before, I can't remember what it was. Meconium. Meconium, yeah. Um, I've never heard of that before. Now, some and people will hear a lot of words when you are yes. in hospital that are jargon. They're, yes. they're scary. Like what I've got, what? Sorry, the baby's what? Yeah. So, you know, part of my course is all the medical jargon. What does it mean? And that was what I was going to say, because <laughs> because when you're in a situation where you're used to using that medical jargon or you used to do using that, you might as well be in a foreign hospital. Right. Yeah. Because that you're doing your job you're just doing that because that's naturally what you would say and understanding that is going to give you some ease oh i've heard that oh that's what this is abby yeah. said that this is normally what would happen and straight away you're empowered you're not in control of what happens but you are in control of i understand that yeah. oh, i get that and also once you have these words and you have the knowledge the knowledge is power yes so, you know you can always go onto nice guidance nice guidance is online for everybody and you can read it you can read what should happen in situations you can the, the information is accessible to all the problem is is that the jargon's on there mm. so it's hard to interpret for somebody who might never might not be in that industry yeah. it's okay for nurses and doctors and health cares and you know people that work in that kind of environment but people who are teachers or or, or anybody they yeah. don't they don't like this jargon's not not or, or abbreviations. Mm. Sometimes women and families have a little flick at their um, notes and they see their notes and, you know, the abbreviations, they, they don't know what that means. Yeah. And that terrifies people. And yeah. the, fears, the fear is, is everything that surrounds your, the negativity that comes from your delivery. So my, my goal, my, what I would love to see is that women feeling complete control in what's happening to them even if they're not in control that they feel yeah. that they know what's happening you know and they, they they can they they can trust those professionals that are around them mm. so that they feel secure and then it's not all the unknown it's not going home and thinking I should have asked that I should have asked this because they would have already got the information yeah um, and even so natal wellness is there postnatally natal wellness is there for for all your breastfeeding problems mm. um you know i've got I've, i want to um run breastfeeding workshops and then and then offer women free access to um natal wellness um postnatally so that they can come and i can help them 
because that's so important because like I say they're so low on the ground in in the maternity services that you know just by doing that little bit extra I can I could make a huge difference to a lot of people's journey into parenthood and that's massive me. Now, I was going to say, can we go on to the postnatal stuff? Because this is quite mm. this is quite an interesting one, and I don't know where this will go on this one. But okay. when it when it comes to postnatally, often it's kind of it's done, and people probably feel quite lonely on on you know you yeah. still have your midwife visits and stuff like that. But that postnatal stuff, I think, is really important. And I know one of the things that um, Michelle really struggled with breastfeeding. Our two are both on bottles. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the things I've got something called the four thieves of happiness and the four thieves of happiness are judgment, shame, guilt and validation. And I know one of the things that we got really kind of peed off with was mm. that we know that breastfeed breast is best. Right. That's no, no, no. The breast 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 is best is is an awful thing because it's you're you're that you're that you're that child's parent. So whatever. Yeah is best for you is best for the child and i'll always yeah. support that there's alternatives out there for a reason yes. and i would never force somebody or guilt trip them into mm. thinking that they should breastfeed if they do not want to then that's fine so how would you empower if you were going to give a tip to somebody i don't know if that still happens now but that that thing was in and and people have are quite dogmatic about things aren't they and i agree it's about choice and empowerment. I mean, we both we both come from that same area that it's all about yeah. choice, empowerment, and giving people the information and letting them take that empowerment. How if you've got that where you're being judged, and it might not be that you're being judged by um, you know medical professionals. It might be family. It might be something mm-hmm. like that. You know, we all think that this is perfect. And oh, when I did this in my day, yeah, the best, yeah. And I remember the best bit of advice we got. I remember when Michelle was pregnant with Harry, we were at Marks and Spencer's in Chester and <laughs> the guy, there was a guy there behind us. And, and he said, I know you probably have got lots of people giving you advice. I said, he said, but could I just share a bit of advice with you? So Michelle kind of like rolled her eyes and, and I went, yeah, yeah, go for it. He went, take the advice and then do what the f- you want. <laughs> So, so how do you impact? How how is that from a postnatal point of view and the stuff, the work that you're doing? Is that a lot about empowerment? What what does that look like? Because we we focused a lot on the antenatal and bringing it up, but I think I, I had a I had a client, for example, who was very um, was diagnosed with postnatal anxiety and depression. Yeah. Okay. Now, actually, she wasn't when she came to yeah. see me. It was nothing to do with that. So sometimes people will put labels and badges and they'll judge and they'll shame and you're all of a sudden oh I'm not a good mom I'm not a good dad whatever it is so how how would you how do you help people be empowered in that situation so I think the most important thing about postnatal care is being available so um most I'd say most of the time for women and families having their first baby especially the fear is there. Women are being released from hospital very quickly. Um, they're sent home. Yes, they have the midwife um, appointments, but a lot of these appointments are taking place in clinical settings as opposed to at home. Your first visit should always be at home. Um, but as of from then, they're in they should they're in either your your GP office or um, down at the clinic at hospital. So women quite rightfully do feel very lonely and very isolated um 
and I always find around the sort of two week mark is usually between 10 days and and you know two weeks is where they would be discharged to the health visitor if everything's you know absolutely fine and that's usually when partners paternity leave ends so what happens is that women are terrified they've got this new baby their husband or partner or or whoever goes back to work the midwife has said oh your baby's fine you're off to the health like the health visitor's got you now the health visitor might come once or twice and then you're alone and that is so daunting and i don't think that 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 anyone should have that no. especially you know i'm a, i'm a military spouse and we are, you know military personnel get posted and shipped off here there and everywhere and miles away from friends and families and even different countries um and i think that you just need somebody that's there for you mm. you need a, a base where you can go and feel the same as everyone else in this yeah. in that room. Yeah. like at two o'clock in the morning when you think you're the only one in the whole wide world that is awake with a screaming baby and you don't know why then that's a very very lonely and dark yeah. place to be and i want to change that yeah. i don't want anybody to feel alone i don't want anybody to feel like no one's been through it. I've been through it. Even with even with a midwifery degree, I went through it and I felt like me of all people should not be experiencing this. I should have the knowledge. I should know what I'm doing. And I don't. But you're human, right? I'm human. <laughs> and so is everybody else. And no babies yeah. are the same. They all no. they all act and behave very differently and they all yeah. have much different needs. And I think that postnatally, I think is preparation. So while you're still pregnant you know preparing you for normal signs and symptoms a lot of this postnatal information you get when you are discharged from hospital you're usually exhausted mm. you're usually you know your hormones are all over the place um, you you're staring wonderfully at your new baby and you're given a lot of postnatal information to take home and you don't really remember any of it mm. whereas if you were given that information prior you're more likely to take that in yeah. And then reconfirm that information over the next, over the course of the, you know. Well, it's, inter month. it's interesting because the work that I do under hypnotherapy and stuff like that, it, it takes from a neurological point of view, a change in behavior. It takes about seven to 10 days for those neurons to start to break down. And mm. then after that 21 days kind of minimum before those neurological connections become normal so it, it, or become fixed and you understand it and you know it because it's a repeat it's like flexing a muscle right so as you say if, if you're in that state where you, you've gone into that it's not survival mode but you, your brain you're, you're not doing quadratic equations in the middle of that's what i'm trying to say your dorsal yeah. prefrontal cortex is kind of not it's having a rest at that point <laughs> um so you're not you're not really and you're going to be tired afterwards and yeah, you might get, oh, what did they say? What was that? And even that can put that panic on. So what I thought, what I thought we could do um, as we come up towards the end of the podcast is I wondered whether if we were to look at it antenatally, postnatally and beyond, have you got any kind of top tips or things that you can advise to people and you know kind of what what they can do just listen to podcasts because obviously this this i mean shrewsbury you're over in lincolnshire but i know you're not to come that area we don't know who's going to be listening to it 
Um, so if you are in the Nottinghamshire area or anywhere like that, then make sure you pop over to Abby's uh, website. Um, we'll put the, some of the links in, in the show notes here so you can connect with Abby um, if you are in that area. But I'm guessing they can c connect with you anyway, even if they're not local to where you are. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. They can... I just follow you on on Facebook yeah. and yeah, Instagram I'll be putting, when all that comes know, out. Class, class notes and things like that on my Facebook yeah. page, on the website. There'll be top tips. Yeah. Um, you know, there'll be lots of things that they can access. Hmm. Um, you know, my my natal wellness is is coming from an, from you know pregnancy right up to the baby's toddler age. Yeah, exactly. So we, have, we have classes, activities, and 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 you know masterclasses for all of from everything and it's <laughs> so all about it's all about empowerment family. isn't it so so it what is. are your what are your top tips antenatally and postnatally to empower not just the women but the men partners even siblings that might be there what give me your give me your top tips that you you would like to give away to people it's today. so simple just access the information access this information that you deserve and that will give you so much control in what's happening to you and even even though you don't know what's going to happen it will allow you to know what the professionals are doing mm. for you and i think that's massive so take that control right take your control get the information access the information attend the classes you know look on the look on the um government websites find out what your pregnancy means for you mm. and then ask questions and connect with others connect with other people connect don't do zoom antenatal classes or um, online courses because that's defeating the point it takes a village it, it takes a village to 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 create your security network and that's what natal wellness is going to be doing it's creating that village for you um people of like mind like-minded like situations all together all helping non-judgmental um everybody's there for help and support and to gain control and that is my tips absolutely yeah and I, and I think just from a from a psychological point of view and uh, and from a human perspective is that remember the mind doesn't like the familiar and if this is new so it likes the familiar it doesn't like the unfamiliar so if this is new it's perfectly natural that you're going to feel those feelings because that's but 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 that's just your chimp that's just that's just part of your mind <laughs> that's trying to protect you and just know that it's all natural it's all fine and I've, as a police officer, I've obviously worked alongside the NHS in various different guises with paramedics. And I can honestly say they are heroes. Everybody in our blue light services and our armed forces, for that matter, are all heroes. And they, they, do, they, they don't do it for the money. Trust no, me. They no, do no, not do it for the I money. Mean. Those yeah. midwives who are looking after you are not there because yeah. they, they get paid a lot. <laughs> They're yeah, not they're... there because they want to be and they are good at what they do. Yeah. And I think we've got to take that, you know, we know that life isn't always going to be great and things might go wrong. And everybody's human. Midwives are human. Doctors are yeah. human. And mistakes will happen. And they do in life, right? Mm -hmm. But generally, in most cases, people are out there. And that's why I help the NHS. And I, I, I see clients from the NHS. And I'm passionate about helping people in our armed forces and our NHS myself. Because... Sometimes they get, forget that 
people forget that they're human as well and they are there doing a great job and they as i say they work many many hours and their job okay. is to help you and to 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 yeah to to make sure that your pregnancy and everything else but they are another top tip from natal wellness is always bring your midwife some chocolate yes does it matter if it's one o'clock in the morning they will eat it (laughs) they will (laughs) cake chocolate anything just to get them through that shift they will (laughs) eat it (laughs) we've had all sorts pizzas (laughs) it's brilliant (laughs) and they will love you forever (laughs) yeah service service always helps so if you can service energy energy goes backwards and forwards so if you can if you can give positive energy over to your midwives and, and the doctors and the clinicians then i know for a fact that they will give you that back when when you're i remember as a copper i remember whenever we had any paramedics that came out to us and we were dealing with anything and especially we were near the nick we always used to i always used to say do you want a brew i don't think i ever had one paramedic that ever said and then that's all right we're gonna go because because they probably on a 12-hour shift they've not had a brew they've not had a chance to stop and they've gone do you know what thanks and we yeah. all used to make sure we had like paper cups just in case something came in so at least they could take the brew with them um or, but yeah just give them a laugh yeah just give them a laugh smiling is yeah. contagious it, it, it is it is and, and and i agree with you there you know you can be it can be really really tiring um but that's that's what i do miss i miss the humor of that when you're on the front line when you're dealing with a lot of that stuff humor goes a long way so yeah don't be scared have a laugh with your midwives and and the people who are are with yeah. you um and they will look after you because nobody yeah. wants a miserable nobody wants a miserable pregnancy might be tough might be hard might be painful you know all of yeah. the above <laughs> all of the above anyway abby thank you so so much for this and um what i would say is if anybody is listening to this hopefully you are um make sure you pop a comment and please share this on whatever platform you're hearing it on please share it let other people know because i know abby is very very passionate about this subject and the more people know about this that there is help out there that you don't just have to have whatever's given to you from your doctor or from the nhs there are the other services out there that will help you um and not just abby there are other people that are out there but you're passionate about supporting this whole cause of natal wellness anyway and we'll pop all the links um email addresses and everything in the show notes so abby thank you so so much for this thank you for having me and um yeah we will see where it goes so oh, just one very quick thing before we go um just to remind everybody uh, we'll be doing a new 10-part series on the talking mind podcast with uh, mags and we're going to be going on the journey so make sure you subscribe and like to this podcast because coming soon in the next few months we're going to be doing a massive massive uh, 10-part series um about stepping into your power about transformation um so if you're listening to this and you are pregnant um, you're transforming your life through pregnancy. So um, follow the podcast and watch the watch and listen because we've got a YouTube channel now as well um, that we're going to be launching. So yeah, it, we're all about transformation. You're transforming transforming natal wellness, and I'm trying to transform people's mental health into mental fitness. So we're both on the same side here. So yeah, uh, yeah. and it's all about connection. So thank you very much, and uh, we will see you all next time. Bye bye. so much for listening to this episode of the talking minds podcast why not give it a share share it with a friend and let's see if we can start to make the world a more abundant and amazing place because that all starts with you if you want to connect on instagram you can follow me at at marcus a matthews 
And if you want to come and work with me and find out more about the way that I can help people find the root cause to those blocks in their lives, check out my website at makeyourlifecount.co.uk. And until next time, remember, you have all the answers inside you already. So go ahead and make your life count.